0: This is the Sunday Worship Podcast. Hello and welcome to Sunday Worship here on Salvationist Radio. Our guest speaker today is Lyndall Bywater and we're going to hear from her later as she brings us a message on the fire of God. Let me ask you a question. Did you know that God has a love language? Are you familiar with love languages? Uh, it brought... I was going to say invented. I don't really think he invented them, but uh, but written about by Gary Chapman uh, a number of years ago now in a book called The Five Languages of Love. And uh, he was writing for those who were wanting to learn how to uh, understand how their partners expressed love to them and vice versa. And uh, he wrote about five languages of love. I-, I can tell you that mine is acts of service. If, uh, if I love you, um, I'll want to help you and I'll want to do the washing up for you or something like that. Or I'll want to record you a, a, um, a Sunday worship Bible message for Salvationist Radio. There you go, you see. Uh, love expressed right here. Anyway, God's love language um, is many things. Of course, God has infinite ways of expressing love. But one of the ones we see most often in the Bible is fire. That is a particularly relevant word for today, isn't it? It's the 5th of November, it's bonfire night. Um, a celebration which I feel somewhat ambiguous, no, ambivalent about, that's the word I'm after. Um, it, It's gory, isn't it? Let's face it. Somebody tries to blow up the Houses of Parliament and they get... Um, tortured and executed and we celebrate that by having a bonfire. I don't feel very comfortable with that. But being typically British as we are, we've turned it into something lovely, haven't we? Made the best of it. I remember when I was young, um, we used to go for a core bonfire celebration down on the beach and there would be sausages and soup and baked potatoes and just a brilliant atmosphere and fireworks and it was all fantastic. Uh, And suddenly a rather ghoulish, gruesome... Uh, commemoration has become something fun and family uh, and um, it therefore makes me think about fire today. It makes me mad. And it makes me remember the moments in scripture when God has expressed love to humanity through fire. And there are several of them, which I'm going to zip through. Um, I won't read you all the Bible passages because we'll be here for a long time, but I'll tell you where you can find them and uh, you can look them up afterwards if you want to Genesis 15 is where we begin and Abraham Abraham who is in the process of learning a whole different way of relating to God so Abraham's part of a, a culture which was very used to um Uh, appeasing the gods of the elements and doing things to make sure the crops flourished and the rain fell or didn't fall when you needed it to and so on and so forth Uh, and suddenly there's this very different expression of God that he is encountering and this God is not one who is uh, just interested in corn or rain or whatever this is a God who is interested in him who is calling him who is inviting him on a journey this is not the God of one element this is the god of all the elements and i sometimes think that abraham learning this very different understanding of god must have felt sometimes am i going mad do you ever feel like that you ever been in a setting where believing in god is so strange and so alien to people that you feel like you might be a bit bonkers for believing in God yourself well I like to think of Abraham as that because he was human and I wonder if at times he thought I think I might be going mad but I'm just sure that there is there is something other than this uh, sort of pagan religion that my ancestors have known and so he sensed a leading from God to do something very specific and he felt that God had told him to cut up a sacrifice or several sacrifices and lay them out in a particular way and then sit down and wait And he waited and he waited and it went dark and suddenly in the darkness there was a pot of fire, a little brazier and a torch and they moved between the halves of the sacrifices that Abraham had laid out. Not man-made, not something that Abraham did himself, not something that anyone could have made happen, a completely supernatural revelation God saying, I love you, I'm here, I'm real, you're not mad and I want this covenant relationship with you. What an amazing moment. I remember being at university back in the early 90s and I was just having a, a really difficult time and wondering, I'd been brought up in the Salvation Army, been to lots of, uh, as I say, beach bonfires and all the other things we did as a corn and, and I had a, a very... a a deep I think uh, sense of God but I had a difficult time and I thought you know what if none of it's real you ever thought that what if none of this is actually a thing what if it just is all made up in our heads and I was sitting in my university room sitting on the floor leaning against my bed and suddenly fortunately it didn't come by fire because I think the fire alarms would have gone off and that would have been really annoying for everybody (laughs) but suddenly there was a presence in my room just like Abraham and that fire pot turned up there was a presence now don't get me wrong, suddenly feeling a presence in your room can be a very disquieting and uncomforting thing. But for me, it was deeply beautiful. It was, it was a presence that was all about peace and goodness. And I knew beyond all knowing that somebody was sitting in the chair opposite me. And it was absolutely profound. And I needed it because it was that moment of God saying, "Lyndall, I am real and I do want this relationship with you. Maybe that's what you need today, just that reassurance that God is real and God loves you. Uh, Whether it will come by fire, I can't say, but I do know that God wants you to know that you are loved. Then we move to Exodus and in Exodus, and, and it's in chapter 13, 14 and several other places too, we find a pillar of fire. A pillar that is cloud by day and fire by night. God's way of saying I am real I am with you I love you. The people of Israel wandering the wilderness in complete bewilderment and confusion getting it wrong quite a lot of the time not on earth sure what they're doing but being guided and protected by this pillar of fire by night. Imagine that In the midst of everything, you don't really know what's going on. You've left everything familiar to you. You're on the way to a promised land, but it doesn't seem to be going all that smoothly. What on earth is happening? And each night you can look up and see this fire in the sky. And it's as though it's your reminder. It's your reassurance. Yep, this is God's thing. We're a part of something much bigger than just us. I I find that really helpful. And maybe you do too when it comes to thinking about difficult decisions to make in community perhaps your core needs to make a decision about something perhaps uh, there's a there's a way ahead that's unclear and we can get to thinking can't we that we need to solve it we need to fix it we need to know the answer we need to discern the right way do you know what sometimes we just need to look up and say this isn't our thing this is god's thing We're a part of God's thing. Salvation Army, we are a part of God's thing. God is doing something bigger than just us. And if we look up and trust and keep walking forward, doing our best to follow the fire of God's presence, we will get to the new place that we need to get to. Thirdly, Elijah, up on that mountain, thousands of prophets of Baal all going, yeah, yeah, God's not real, your God's not real, our God's bigger than your God, our God's the one that really counts, your God's basically a bit rubbish. (laughs) And uh, little Elijah, there he is, and he's got his altar and he's got his sacrifice and he's poured out a lot of water on it. That, by the way, is ironic because Baal was the god of rain. So to pour lots of water over your sacrifice is to be making a very particular comment about Baal and his uh, his abilities or otherwise. So there's the sacrifice, there's the altar, there's the water. What on earth is going to happen? And all Elijah can do at that moment is to pray. All he can do is to invite the presence of God. He doesn't have any clever dances. He doesn't have any uh, rituals that he knows are going to work. He just has an absolute conviction that God can do this and fire comes from heaven again not man-made this isn't something somebody did this is fire from heaven that is so strong so powerful that it consumes the sacrifice the altar and all the water amazing god shows up when we need to know that god has power to change things All we need to do is stop and wait and pray and be open to what God wants to do. And I want to encourage you, and it again doesn't always come by heaven sent fire, uh, usefully so, probably, because as I say, there would be uh, fire alarms going off all over the place otherwise. But when we are absolutely at the end of it all, we're stuck in a corner, we do not know how to get out, that is when God's power comes to say, I'm here. I'm at work. I'm not done yet. I haven't finished. I'm not defeated. And I'm sure you can think of situations in your life when a miracle has happened just at the moment that you needed it. And it's been God's way of saying, I'm, I'm here. I love you. I protect you. I guide you. But I also act on your behalf to bring change, to set you free, to release you. May you know that today, the fire of God comes when you need setting free, when you need releasing, when you need things to change. And then finally, Pentecost. Well, we had to get there eventually, didn't we? There is um, there's a bunch of very frightened people locked up in the upper room. For fear of the Jews. Oh, by the way, uh, one Kings eighteen is the Elijah story. If you want to look that up, so here we are in Acts chapter one and two, and the and the disciples are terrified, locked away, for fear of the Jews. And how does God come? How does God say, "I'm here, I'm real, I love you, I'm guiding you, I'm protecting you, I'm acting on your behalf in power"? How does God do that? By fire. Not the intense consuming fire of the Baal combat on Mount Carmel, but a gentle fire, a warm fire, a fire that dispels their fears, that disperses their anxieties, a fire that they breathe in, comes on their heads and they breathe it in. They take it into themselves and suddenly not only do they know they are loved, but they want to go and love other people. The fire of God is available to you and to me. The fire of God is still as real as it ever was in those days and it still comes. I don't know if you're involved in a bonfire celebration today or uh, perhaps you're just going to light your open fire or maybe you've got a log burner or maybe you're going to light a candle at some point in the next few days. But I invite you to think about light and fire and warmth. I invite you to think about the fire of God filling you, warming you, renewing you, encouraging you, giving you boldness to go out and love other people. May you today know the fire of God reassuring you that God loves you, that God can do anything you need And that God wants you to carry the fire of love to the world around you. Let's pray. God, you came so often, you showed your presence so often by the gift of fire. That seemingly magical, miraculous thing that people of old didn't have much understanding of. Maybe today we know how fire works. Maybe we know some of the science of it. But we don't lose sight of the message that you come to us. You are looking for us. You want us. You love us. You reach out to us. You fill us. You heal us. You restore us. And what we do is simply to receive and reflect you. As we wait in these moments now, we open ourselves, we open our minds and our hearts, our bodies, our souls to receive your fire again, the fire of your Holy Spirit. Come, we pray, and set us ablaze for the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen. we thank you for your gift of the Holy Spirit. Please fill us with your spirit and may we be full of grace, joy and peace because of your presence within us. May your spirit's power produce fruit within our lives. Amen. Our thanks go to Lyndall for sharing today's message with us and thanks to you for listening. Goodbye and God bless.